Hey y'all, thanks for joining me for the Roaring Out podcast episode 20. Can't believe there's been 20 episodes so far. For this episode and the one next week, I'll be focusing on delight, which is my word for the year. This particular episode is going to focus on delight in your personal life. And next week, we'll tackle delight in your professional life. So as I just mentioned, delight is my word for the year. And it became my word pretty unexpectedly, actually. My word for last year was gather. And I thought, well, since last year was a year of sort of taking things in and not focusing on putting pressure on myself to do anything commercially or to really produce, just to really take in and absorb, I figured 2016's word might be something like share to then focus outward. It's sort of made sense in this ebb and flow way. And the thing though about share was when I came up with it, I thought it was good in theory, but I wasn't really excited about the word, but I thought, well, you know, it'll grow on me. Then a few days into the new year, I watched a movie called Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. And if you haven't watched that movie, I highly recommend it. It is a kid's movie, but I think it has a lot of whimsy and lessons really that adults can learn from. So I was watching that movie and there was a scene where Mr. Megorium and his apprentice are just dancing in the middle of a park and they're dancing on bubble wrap, which is just such a cute idea and I kind of want to do it. But anyway, during this scene, I noticed that I was just grinning with abandon. I I don't really know how else to say it, but I just had this wide grin on my face and I just felt so good. And the this word popped into my head and the word was delight. And automatically I knew that had to be my word for the year. So really it was in this moment of play and pleasure that the word came to mind. And I was really excited about that word. And I just knew it had to be my word for the year. Now you might know what delight means, but I want to define it for you in two ways. The first is a way I always tell my freshman college students not to do, but I think it is helpful. The first is dictionary definition, and the dictionary defines delight as a high degree of gratification in mind or sense. And it also defines it as, and I love this, it defines it as lively pleasure. Oh, isn't that so great? Lively pleasure. I love it because it's not passive and it encourages you to take action, to really live, to not just sit back and take pleasure, but to put it into action and to do what gives you pleasure. My definition of delight is pretty simple. It's a person or activity that makes you smile uncontrollably. So like that moment in Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium, when I experienced it, I just, as I mentioned before, I grinned with abandon and I even just doing that, that sort of grinning, that unabashed grinning, I just felt so good. And so that's how I define delight. One thing that I do want to point out to remember is that delight is both a noun and a verb. So it is something to be enjoyed, 
you know, perhaps passively, but it's also something to be acted upon. That's one of the reasons I really liked Delight so much is that it can take on so many shapes and forms, and I liked that it's a versatile word. So as I mentioned, we will be focusing on delight in the personal sense, the personal realm this time. Since we're talking about it in that realm, I do want to point out that I think delight has a lot to do with self-care. If you're like me, or if you're like most people, really most adults in the United States, and perhaps in a lot of other places around the world, you take care of your to-do list before fun. Even if a great idea strongly strikes in maybe the middle of a workday or in the middle of a to-do list task that you're really not very excited about, usually what I do is I tend to just push on and do what I need to do. And oftentimes I'm just so drained by my to-do list or my work that when I do have time in the afternoon or the early evening to do something I enjoy, I'm usually too drained and I don't do it. And lately I've really been focusing on that and wondering why do I do that? Why do we as a society push aside delight? Oftentimes it tends to be because of obligation or really just being an adult. You feel like being an adult means you take care of responsibilities first and push pleasure aside. Sometimes it has to do with expectations. You feel like you're expected to have your nose to the grindstone constantly. And the other thing too, what often affects me is I I feel like delight doesn't often feel important. It doesn't feel like productivity. It doesn't feel like a priority. But what I've been discovering, especially over the last few weeks, is that it delight really should take a priority. My personal delights are largely creative pursuits like art and reading. And that's what brings me delight. But your delight might be different. It could be a creative pursuit, maybe something a little different than mine. It could be an intellectual pursuit. It could be sort of becoming one with nature, going out for walks, being outside, even when it's cold. Uh, You know, in the U.S. largely, at least where I am on the East Coast, it's winter now and it's really cold. But I know a lot of people who just love this weather and love being out and about. And I think that's great because it works for them. So the first step I would say in experiencing delight in your personal life is figuring out what brings you delight. What is your delight? You can't really experience it if you don't know what it is. So maybe sit down and brainstorm for a few minutes, maybe write or type or even draw the things that bring you lively pleasure, that make you want to act, that make you grin uncontrollably? What are those things or activities or people that do that for you in your life? If you're not sure what it is, another way you can figure it out is by experimenting. Let your delight take different shapes. Maybe just go out of your comfort zone. If you're a more analytical person, maybe try some art. If you are a more creative type like myself, maybe try a more analytical or intellectual pursuit, like taking an e-course. In one of my recent episodes, 
I talk about learning and all the different ways you can learn like iTunes U or Coursera.org. And I will keep a link for that in the show notes in case you're interested in some of those pursuits that may might take you out of your comfort zone, but may also help you figure out what your delight is. Sometimes, for example, my delight is drawing. Uh, sometimes it's reading and sometimes it's honestly, it's just vegging out and playing a game app for an hour. And I do honestly sometimes feel guilty if I do something for an hour that's just a game or a video game or something like that. But I'd encourage you as you're figuring out what your delight is, or even if you know what it is, I'd encourage you to let it take different shapes. Sometimes we're just not into doing something and need to veg out, and that's okay. Delight, I think, is a very breathable word. It's a very forgiving word. And if it takes different shapes at different times of the day or on different days of the week, allow yourself to to experiment with that and allow that to happen. Once you know what your delight is or the different shapes that it takes, I'd also encourage you to carve out time for your delight every day, even if it's five to 10 minutes. If you have to, schedule it, put it on your calendar, um, whether it you do it during a lunch break or an evening or first thing in the morning, whatever it is, make it a priority. People always make time for what's important to them. So for delight, I'd really encourage you to make it a priority and schedule it or make time, impromptu time for it, but do it every day. The next thing I would encourage you to do in order to experience delight is surround yourself with people who encourage your delight more than just straight responsibility. Now, let me explain this a little bit. I'm not saying surround yourself with people who all they do is play and they don't take their responsibilities seriously. That's out of balance. You can't just play all day, every day. As adults, there are responsibilities we need to do, like work or pay taxes and things like that. And certainly work can take different shapes and adult responsibility can take different shapes. If you have children, you certainly need to take care of them, make sure they're fed and clothed and clean and prepared for school. So there is work that needs to be done. However, I would encourage you to surround yourself with people who have a balance, who don't work all the time, who carve out time for themselves and for their delights every day. So I guess what I'm really saying is surround yourself with people who balance and can keep you accountable and who you can keep accountable uh, for the balance of delight and work each day. Another suggestion I have is to get inspired by others who do what you do or who do what you want to do on social media and as much as you can in real life, but really social media allows so much flexibility with who we can reach out to. Um, I reach out to people and talk with people regularly every day who live nowhere near me, sometimes in different countries, and I think that's so cool. 
One of my favorite social media tools is Instagram, and I follow a ton of artists on there. And seeing their creativity every day really inspires me. One of the things you can carve out in your life is maybe five or 10 minutes, or maybe more, if you're like me. I'm on social media quite a bit, and I know I need to rein it in a bit. But even just five or 10 minutes on your social media of choice where you're following people who really inspire you is a really great boost. Um, so if there's a certain time of the day where you feel tired or you feel like you have a dip in energy, something you could do is use that time to go on social media for five or 10 minutes and get a boost from artists or entrepreneurs or creative thinkers who do what you want to do and just be encouraged by their content and by what they're putting out. It's also a really great ways to get ideas. If possible, reach out to those people that inspire you and meet face to face. It's one thing to follow someone online. It's another thing to meet them in person and really just feed off of their energy and and what they're doing. One thing that I have done is I reach out to a couple of artists here in New Jersey where I live and every now and then they'll have open studio time where they share their space. And I went once and it was just so great to hang out with them in person and also meet other people who came for open studio time. So I'd encourage you to do that as well. Um, Another thing I also want to mention about social media is that there are a ton of Facebook groups, as you might know. Some are moderated better than others, but if you're looking for really any kind of pursuit like creativity or coloring or public speaking to entrepreneurs, there's a Facebook group for everything. One that I would recommend if you're a creative or a renaissance soul is Indie Kindred, and I'll provide a link in the show notes for that. It's a really great group of creative women, and every now and then we will get together um, for my group, either in New Jersey or in New York, but there are also Indie Kindred groups around the U.S., so even if you're not on the East Coast, there's a good chance that there are other kindreds around you that you can get together with. There are also, if adult coloring books are now all the craze, there are a ton of coloring groups on Facebook. And if you can't find a group that seems like a right fit for you, or if you'd rather have an in-person group rather than a an online one, but you're not sure where to start, I'd encourage you to start your own with a few friends or family members and just get together maybe once a month or once every month to hang out and just feed off of each other's creative energy. So up to now, I've been focusing more on the noun part of delight. Like what is your delight? How can you experience delight? But how can you create delight or delight others? How can you put this into action? How can you be a verb of delight? How can you bring lively pleasure? You might also be thinking, why do this? Why experience delight or why be delight? to others. As I mentioned before, it is largely a part of self-care, but also when you do what you love, it really shows in your personal life and your professional life. And that energy is really apparent and can rub off on other people. Just like you might be inspired 
by others who love what they do, when you start loving what you do, personally, professionally, whatever the case may be, others are inspired by you. And that, I think, is a really powerful and empowering thing to do. So how are some ways you can bring lively pleasure to others? One is just to do some random acts of kindness. If you go to a coffee shop every day, maybe pay for the drink of the person behind you. Maybe give um, an extra generous tip. Maybe you can also leave some money on a vending machine so someone can have a free treat. Um, Another idea you can do is make little cards or sign cards or even write a short letter or write even a few letters and leave them in random places. Maybe at that coffee shop you go every day, maybe to the library, random places and make it clear that whoever finds it, that letter is for them. Could really brighten up someone's day. Going off of that, Carrie Smith, she's written quite a few creative books such as Wreck This Journal. She has a line of some really great postcards that you can obviously write on, but they also have creative prompts on them so that whoever finds them can then go and follow their own creative pursuit. And I think that's pretty fun. So there's that as well. The last suggestion I have for helping others find their delight is, or rather, I just gave that suggestion. That last suggestion is helping others find their delight. So that's how you can help others or bring lively pleasure even by posting your own journey you can inspire others one example of this is about two years ago i loved running i mean i was i was just totally addicted to it and what i would do is every day that i ran i probably ran i don't know anywhere from two to four times a week i would post a post-run selfie so it was of my hair all up in the air and with a bandana and I was all sweaty but oftentimes I'd be smiling or giving a thumbs up and I posted that and after I did that for a couple of weeks a few friends reached out and said that my selfies really encouraged them and one or two actually said it inspired them to pick up running on their own which was so fun and really all I was doing was sharing my journey and being myself. So you really never know the impact that you can make. I mean, one of the reasons I do this podcast is so I can help others find their delight as well. And really, I just see this as sharing what I know and what I know can help others. And I've gotten a lot of good feedback, a lot from friends, and it's really, really great. And it's just really encouraging and empowering for me. And I'd encourage you to do that in whatever way or whatever shape makes you comfortable or brings you joy. So that's it for my suggestions today, but I would love to hear what your delight is and what you're doing to experience lively pleasure. What else could be added to this list that I gave today? Feel free to reach out to me using the reach out links in the show notes. Lastly, if you love this podcast, I'd encourage you to rate it. That helps me get bumped up on iTunes. It helps this podcast reach other people. And really, I just love seeing what other people think and others' feedback. I already have a couple of likes and 
ratings, but I would love it if you would just take a couple minutes and add yours. And the link for that is also in the show notes. Thanks again so much for coming out and, you know, tapping on this podcast episode today. I hope you've enjoyed it and I will see you next week.